Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 157, and tonight's topic is Snowfall, season five, episode seven, Lion in a Hammock. The description reads, let me pull it up. Jerome tries to track down Peaches. The Saint crew diverges on what to do next. And this episode was fire. It it was deep. And, and you already know. You already know how we do over here on this platform. We about to get into it. We about to break it down and dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. A few announcements. Tomorrow I will drop my Bel Air recap of the season finale. That will be out in the morning. I will get Big Sky out early as well. And no power this week. This is the week uh, Stars always skips, you know, one episode. So this is the episode it skips. So it will be no power book for Force. But it comes on the following week. And, you know, I'll be on that Sunday. And then, unfortunately, we have two more episodes. And... The whole Power Universe 50 Cent franchise is going to be on hold for six months. But like I've been telling you guys before, I will continue to drop that content on Sundays. If you have any special requests for any recaps you would like for me to cover, hit me up. I'm on Facebook under Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And you can always email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews at 13. I'm sorry, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. Hit me up on either one of those. You can inbox, DM, or email. Give me a couple days to get back to you, and I will get your recap request out within a week. You can always follow my um, playlist exclusively on Spotify for my music playlist. If you type in Shanice Loves, you will see all of my genres, and I got them all. And um, if you want to hit me up about the recap, it could be a documentary recap a movie or a TV show, or even a music album. So if you got any ideas or anything you want me to do, hit me up, uh, especially for our Sunday pod. By, you know, we're not going to have anything going on with power. Um, you know, give me ideas. I got a couple ideas that I want to throw out there, but I'll wait to after april when uh we get the season finale of power book for force cruel summer should be returning too so i will do the cruel summer recaps again for season two as well but on that note i have ran my mouth long enough y'all ready to talk snowfall let's get into the show and talk the saint crew And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. y'all so we're gonna go scene for scene and then break down that trailer and i got a sleeper for you guys in my joe button style shout out to the pod father joey 
And this episode opens up. And uh, we got the Saint crew. We got the Saint crew. They kind of going back and forth. We got Louis and Jerome wanting that payback on Kane. I mean, he did come after them hard. But we got Leon and Franklin. They feeling like they rather resolve this peacefully. Franklin says he got top notch. Now, y'all remember who Top Notch is. Top Notch is the guy. He was like a Black Panther as well. He did a lot of stuff for Alton. Remember, he is the one who found out all the information on Teddy. So that's who, when he said he got Top Notch looking for Peaches, because they asked him, like, did Peaches, you know, give him any intel on, you know, where to find us at, where the drops was at, where to roll down on us at. And Franklin has already come to the conclusion that Peaches just wanted the money. Now, in my early opinion about Peaches, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm going to talk about him as we go on through the through the recap, but I'm not going to really be sure. I think they're trying to throw us off with something with Peaches. It's going to be more to it, and I'm going to wait to the season finale and see how that play out. It got to be more to it. It got Peaches has been too loyal of a soldier, but we'll talk about that as we go along. But he got top-notch hunting him down, looking for him everywhere. So... Um, Leon, he's trying to tell, you know, Jerome, like, look, we don't have to go to war. We're going to at least try it our way, you know, peacefully. This is Kane. You know what I'm saying? He helped raise us. And then after that, if it don't work, I'll go ahead and take him out myself. So Jerome pissed off and he like, we already at war. What the fuck you talking about? But Leon has changed ever since he put that trigger on little Tiana. He is not the same. You know what I'm saying? He is on that revolutionary stuff, on that Malcolm X stuff, and he is tired of black on black crime and all these bodies in the street. Jerome ain't trying to he ain't trying to hear it. He ain't trying to hear it. So um we see, you know, they kind of going back and forth, and Leon is keeping it real. He like, look, we killed it, we killed Kev, and not only did we kill Kev, well, Franklin killed Kev, they didn't take care of his family. So he got a legitimate beef with them. So, of course, Leon vows, like, if he don't comply, I will lay him down myself. Now, Louis is pissed off as usual. She ain't feeling it. And she goes, like, you awfully quiet for a change, talking to Franklin. Franklin just sitting back, uh, basically letting Leon handle it. And he just tells her, like, look, you know what I'm saying? If this was anybody else. They'd be six feet under right now, but this is Kane. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a little different right here. And she ain't having it, her or Jerome. So we go into the next scene, y'all. And we see Gustavo. He goes to get Teddy from the freak doctor Parissa house. Now, she ain't really ready for him to leave. She like, dude, you got all these stitches on you. You still healing. But he gives her her payoff. And she also tells him before he walks out the door, like, look, when you was, you know what I'm saying, recovering and, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> out of it, I went through your things and now I know. She been knowing he, uh, CIA from when they was in Tyran. And we end up doing a conversation 
that she was having with them later on in the episode, we end up finding out that her husband, I don't know if he's dead now or ex-husband, was one of Teddy's assets for his prior assignments. So uh, she lets him know, like, look, I know your name is not Thomas. I know it's Teddy now. So now we know Parissa. She know more and more and more about Teddy. So we go into the next scene and Franklin goes to the office and him and Veronique, they are talking, but when he walks in, she's on the phone and she's negotiating a deal. She's requesting 48 more hours um, before to give them time to get the deal closed or if not, they're going to open the bid back up. And this is the building that they have been wanting. This is big time for them. So she also tells him like she's been having cramps. Uh, she lets him know the doc. She called the doctor because he's worried. And she like what well, the doctor said at this point between between 10 and 12 weeks, you kind of just got to wait it out. It's like the weight gain. But after this, um, it will be a less chance of having a miscarriage. So he instantly, you know, panics or whatever. He like you need to sit down. But she ain't really her mind is all over the place. Veronique is like, look, we got to close this deal. And she like, who the hell keep paging you? Cause his pager is blowing up. And of course it's punk ass Teddy. We going to get to Teddy. Oh, oh yeah. We going to talk about Teddy. So, um, when he tells her it's Teddy, she gets to asking him questions and you know, he like, you sounding like my mama right now. You've been talking to her. So he instantly knows like, yeah, mama sissy didn't got in her ear. So, um, after, you know, Teddy pages him like crazy child, he meets up with Teddy. He meets up with the paranoid and pissed off Teddy. Gustavo is also with him. And before he pulls up, Gustavo is in a car. He basically tells Teddy that Sissy, you know, helped clean his face up and, you know, get him straightened out. And Teddy like, oh, she back in town? So Teddy didn't know Mama Sissy was back. So... When um when Franklin gets out the car and he got a new security guy, Teddy gets paranoid. Like, who the fuck are you? What agency are you in? Are you a CIA? <laughs> but remember, Ivy put security on Franklin. So this is probably one of Ivy's men. Teddy gets the barking orders. Talking about he about to control the meetups from now on. He'll call a few minutes before and tell him where. And from now on, don't bring nobody new. And he'll be his security. Child, Teddy, go sit your ass down. And and he is just pissed off. He going off about Franklin business deals and about how he didn't got so high profile. And he can go and buy all the damn buildings and the whole ghetto up. But when it comes to the high profile stuff, it's a wrap. It's done. So... And then, you know what I'm saying, he go with that old entitled shit. Do you understand? I'm telling you, I don't like Teddy this season. I didn't like Teddy last season. Um, I never really liked Teddy. I understood Teddy and where he was coming from and his gripe. You understood to understood to understood. But now this motherfucker is showing his true colors. I do not like Teddy's character, but he's playing the, you know what I'm saying, true to form on how they really did do back in the day. And all the little racist shit that he's saying, uh, this is it's just coming out of him it's just coming out of him now when teddy first started remember he was just like an awkward socialite very um you know ocd everything had to be in this way in this way he wouldn't smoke he wouldn't touch a drug he was he was very 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 stern and went strictly by the book and it was all about 
He wanted to help stop communism because he believes in, you know, the good old country and he hated communism. He knew it was, he thought it was bad and he wanted to help the Contras. That was what he was all about. Teddy got too into the job. He went in too deep and he basically be instead of thinking he was a CIA, he basically became his cover of I'm a drug dealer. His brother got killed. Yeah, he's been through a lot too, but you know, fuck all that. Teddy, I'm not liking Teddy right now. Teddy is becoming very, very dangerous. He's always been dangerous, but Franklin has to watch his back with Teddy. And I'm thinking that Gustavo is sitting back. He playing it cool. He not saying nothing, but how Franklin Hill also down, also is going to be the one that helps Franklin out with Teddy. So that was my rant about Teddy because child, this episode, he pissed me off. So we go into the next scene. Oh, yeah. Franklin walks off pissed. <laughs> he like this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, Teddy, oh, entitled ass. Do you understand? And you don't go sit down. So we go into the next scene. Jerome, he goes searching for our boy Peaches. Now, I still got hope for Peaches, y'all. <laughs> I still got hope for Peaches. And he goes into a clinic. We end up finding out uh, Peach's real name is Deshaun Hill. And he's at a clinic where, you know, vets go, uh, of course. And with HIPAA laws, you can't give out their information. But when, um, you know, the nurse tells him that he gets to throw money at her, she spills the beans quick. Like, well, he was here last week. He met with Dr. Evans. So when he's walking to, down the hall to meet with Dr. Evans, we see a strange looking white guy sitting there. And you know what I'm saying? He looks suspicious. Now, I didn't know where they were going with this. I'm like... He heard him say Peach's name, so we knew he knew Peach's, but I didn't know where they was going with him. But anywho, he basically keeps eyes on Jerome. And uh, as Jerome is asking Dr. Evans about Peach's, a gurney ends up running into him, hitting him. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. You know, Jerome in a lot of pain. He heard about Peach's. He, he just got a lot going on. And, you know, the doctor, at first he kind of like blows him off, like you need an appointment. But when he sees, you know, Jerome is hurt, he like, come in here and let me look at, let me take a look at this. So the doctor, you know, looks at his hand and he like, you know what I'm saying? What did you hit? Did you hit a wall or a fist? So Jerome, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Jerome like, you know, he said a wall or a face or some shit. I don't know. But I think he said a face. But um, he like, you know, he looks at it and he was like, it's nothing I can do about it, but splint it and wrap it up. Now, he ends up telling him and recommending counseling for him. Let him know it's free here. And he can tell that Jerome has been through a lot. He like, I know you're looking for your friend, but you might need to worry about you. So Jerome tries to give him a payoff, but he declines the money, of course. And he tells him that he does not remember peaches so we end up finding out who the white guy is he comes up to jerome like hey you remember me i'm oakley so we meet oakley and we end up seeing that they actually met a few years back at a house party so you know say he knows peaches so now it all makes sense because you know when when he seen jerome throwing that money to the nurse and heard him say peaches name it, it rang a bell so i didn't know where they was going with the dude and peaches but um that we see that they all rolled together and met. He ended up meeting Jerome back in the day because Jerome remembered him. So 
he basically lets him know, like, I can take you where uh, he's at. I have an idea where he's at, but, you know, I'm on probation, so I have to go to mandatory counseling, so you're going to have to come out here with me. So Jerome ends up going into the counseling session with him. After that, we get into the next scene. And Leon um, and Kane, they meet up at the burger joint. So he meets up with them and they kind of talk. Leon explains to him, like, I know you pissed and I know we didn't do right by your family. But let me tell you the real deal on what happened to Kevin. Kevin was about to start a war with the Mexicans with the OG who was very well protected. And they would have came and wet us all up and even got to you when you was in prison. Now, just a little flashback here. Remember, they tried to stop Kevin. They did. They, they did not intend on killing Kevin. They didn't. I couldn't stand Kevin ass, by the way. <laughs> I love him as Lulu on Power Book uh, 2, Raising Canaan. But Kevin, he was hurt because Delroy got killed. But remember, Jerome had went off on Delroy and, and, and Victor. And he like, look, stay off of Pico Union. They kept going on Pico Union. They were selling Lucia, you know what I'm saying, the rocks. And the dude. He came and sliced him up. And Lucia had warned Franklin, like, look, you can go after him, but he is protected. Remember, he was under Stumper. So they're not lying. If if Kevin would have killed that dude, it would have been a war and they would have wiped him out. They was too deep at that time. So he's trying to tell him, and you know what I'm saying? Kane is an OG, so he, he hears what he's saying, even though it probably hurts to hear that his baby brother went out like that and his little cousin Delroy went out like that. But the truth is the truth. And the game is the game. They was on their corner in their neighborhood on Pico Union. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Leon lets them know, like, you know, growing up, I looked up to you like something horribly. I want to be just like you. You know what I'm saying? And y'all is family. Let me make this right. So, <clears throat> Kane is like, what happened to you? You used to have a little temper. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think you would even, you know what I'm saying, make it to an age, a certain age. And Leon tells him, like, he ends up putting them with a certain crew. And, you know what I'm saying, he's like, no, nah, you done been through something because you didn't change. And that was actually killing Tiana. So they talk, and it goes into the next scene. Now, while in the uh, counseling session, Jerome, he's sitting in there and he's hearing all of the um, veterans tell all of their war stories and their kills they had to do over there in the war and how it haunts them. And it hit Jerome heavy. It made him think about his own war stories and realize it's, it's parallel. You know what I'm saying? Like they went over there to a different country and fought for our country. However, it's parallels. You know what I'm saying? Like the streets all that war going on, all of that killing, that was never what Jerome was about, ever. So he kind of got pulled into the game. Of course, he was a grown man and could have said no, but Jerome got pulled into the game. And one reason I love this episode and I said it was deep is because I like the vulnerability they showed on Jerome. I hate on how they always try to make it seem like black men are just so 
monstrous and always oh, just kill kill murder 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 and like they don't have hunting spirits from all of the stuff that they do the streets is rough you know and i'm liking that it's showing the remorse and like no it didn't start off this way but you know what i'm saying the streets is the street the game is the game we have to do what we have to do but that shit do really haunt you you know so i like that they showed the vulnerability and the parallels of how all of that murder and killing it does like mess with you you know and they you know brought up the counseling and it's like jerome got an epiphany you know in this episode so after that oakley he ends up taking jerome to the spot he said peaches is at he asked him um, to wait out in the garden and let him actually hold a hundred dollars or the dude won't open the door if he don't have no money. Now, Jerome looking at Oakley like you want some bullshit, bro, but he gives him the money and he waits in the garden. So it goes into the next scene and Franklin, he meets up with mama sissy. Now, as he's talking to her, he asks her like, ma, have you, uh, oh, and I forgot to say that part. When he asked Veronique where mama sissy was at, at the beginning of the episode, she said Mama Sissy was out with coffee with a friend. So we already know that's Ruben. So she's still meeting with Ruben. And that's going to play another part with the pen. So she back, she tells him the truth. Like, yeah, I talked to Veronique. I told her something you should have told her a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is dangerous, Franklin. And... um. That could have been your unborn child that got killed in that shootout. You know what I'm saying? That could have been your girlfriend. And he gets to going off, of course, and she gives him that look. Like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> but he yells, like, I just want to keep the peace. So we get into the next scene. And while Jerome is waiting in the garden, I'm telling you, bruh, this was it. I loved it on how they showed the vulnerability and just show the reality of it like i said you can glorify the streets and all these shows or whatever but that's one thing about i love about snowfall is they do show the reality you know of the culture besides that damn tiger last week so we see um louie meets up at a new spot with a uh, bitch ass buckley she requests a hit on kane Gives them, you know what I'm saying, his information on where the address is at. They negotiate prices. They go from 250 to 100 to 175 And he tells her he'll look into it. Now, Louis is overstepping. Louis is overstepping. It's going to be blowback. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. He ends up telling her, like, he has to, um, hold on, I'm skipping the scene, y'all. Hold on one second. All right, my bad. The next scene, this was Teddy and Gustavo. They're at the warehouse. Now, Teddy is telling Gustavo he needs to help him install wireless transmitter, wires, and every damn thing. It's Gustavo looking like, this is for Franklin? And he like, yeah, he's gotten too lazy, too sloppy, and we can't, you know, afford no more chances. And Gustavo is just sitting back looking like, dude, you grimy. Like, we do all this stuff. Like, dude, you, like, Teddy ain't the Teddy that they thought he was. And mind you, Teddy, the one, he was already out, out of it. He was off assignment. He begged to come back, you know. And it ain't even about the Contras no more in his mind. You know, at least at the beginning of the season, he really, really cared. And that was all he cared about. But, bruh, this man now, he done lost his damn mind. So, Gustavo just looking. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, Teddy gives him a half-ass apology about taking off on him like that. It was Franklin who had his back. So also looking at him like, dude, you full of it. Also going to end up looking out for Franklin. It might look like he not, but he's going to end up looking out for Franklin and letting him know that Teddy is setting him up. So we get into the next scene and we go back to the office. We got Mama Sissy in there. She looking at Veronique. Then she looks in Franklin's office and she opens her desk and grabs that pen with the wire in it. Now I'm wondering, y'all, I don't know, because y'all know we still don't really trust Veronique. I'm wondering if she's going to put that pen in the office and we end up overhearing Veronique end up scheming on something and they catch it that way, or what is she going to do? Because no matter what, we can... The, the writers will make it look like that. Mama Sissy ain't going to do nothing to her, son. She not going to do that. So we get into the next scene. And Leon and Franklin meet up with Louie about doing business with Kane. She plays it cool. She like, okay. Target's off our back. Peace in the land. Okay. But she knows she working on her own get back plan and she got that vindictive look on her face. Baby, Louie Louis gonna have blowback. Louis gonna have blowback. Okay. So we get into the next scene. Jerome and Oakley go over to the crack house. And Jerome knows he's getting played. As soon as he walks in, he pulls that pistol out. He goes off. And he like, you trying to play me, nigga? I am the game. <laughs> but this scene was sad because he ends up learning of Peach's addiction. And that he, you know what I'm saying, he was using it to escape his pain and cope with the pain and they like you didn't know so he they end up telling him like you know he said that he might have to do something but if he did it he would have to disappear to thailand or burner so when jerome sees that the attic on the floor uses that needle it fucks with him he liked waste of life you know what i'm saying like this whole episode with jerome he stole this episode um Another thing, too. Now, Jerome, uh, Peaches had just visited Dr. Evans, right, a week ago. Then all of a sudden, he disappeared. So I'm wondering. I'm still thinking it's going to be some type of HIV storyline. I don't think Parissa, when she was cleaning Teddy Wounds up and how she brought it up and how it's the 80, 1986 and it's the epidemic, I'm thinking they're still going to write it in there. And I'm wondering when we seen all the addicts in there shooting up needles, you know what I'm saying? That's the way you can contract HIV as well with sharing needles. So who knows? You know, who knows where they could go with that? But I don't want to really give up on Peaches and say he just did them wrong. Or I, I don't know yet. I want to wait until the season finale because Peaches has been so solid ever since, you know, season two when they brought him on. So we go into the next scene. And Teddy goes back to uh, Freak Dr. Parissa house <laughs> to get stitched back up. <laughs> She ends up, um, you know, mentioning her husband and, you know what I'm saying, that's how we find out her husband was an asset. And, you know, so they kind of go back and forth. He tells her she's a bitch. She like, you know what? I think you like that about me. <laughs> then she cops her a little feel. And basically they end up getting it on, child. So Teddy then finally got him some. Hopefully he calmed his ass down because he ain't got none since Julia. So we get into the next scene. And we see Jerome goes back to the club to talk to Louie. And he tells her, like, you know what I'm saying? He don't want to make a deal with Kane either. And whatever she decides, he will protect it. But he also tells her, like, look, 
I got to get back to me. I got to get back to me. I got to change some things. And you know what I'm saying? She telling him she she apologizes for what happened with Peaches because she knows he's hurt off of that. And she like, you know what? If he was using needles and he watched, you know what I'm saying, what Franklin did to Rob, ain't no telling, you know what I'm saying, why he did that. So he tells her, like, you know what I'm saying, he got to get back to Jam and Jerome's. That was supposed to be a start of his new life. And he ain't been giving back to the community. He need to reconnect back with his people. You know what I'm saying? He just tells her he needs to go back to being Jerome. He has stepped all the way into Louis' life. And this is something he never wanted to do. He just wanted to sell his little weed and sell his speakers. You know what I'm saying? And throw his barbecues and look out for the community, you know? So after that, he tells her with all that he wants, he still want her to be his wife. And he gets down on that knee and he proposed. Now, Louis been getting on my damn nerves, but y'all know I love me some uh, Louis and Jerome together. That black love, baby. So I was like, okay, you better accept that damn proposal, girl. So um, a lot of people thought they was already married. And the reason why is because they've always been girlfriend and boyfriend. We've seen they were crazy relationship in season one and two and even three. However, when season four, after she got shot and Jerome got the whooping Franklin ass, he was like, what you going to do if I tell your wife? So he called her his wife. So I think that's why a lot of people thought they were already married from the comment Franklin made in season four um, when Jerome was whooping that ass. But anyway, she accepts. So we get into the next scene. And Veronique and Franklin, they talk. And it looks like the deal is working itself out. And they're going to end up uh, getting that building. We also see her cramps has calmed down. And you know what I'm saying? He tells her about Kang and doing business with him. And she's like, why would he do that? So she gives him a warning and gives him one of her mom's scheming quotes. Gives him something to think about. After that, we get to punk ass Teddy. He meeting up with a man and putting a plan in motion to move money to an untraceable account. This fool is trying to take all of Franklin money and put it into an untraceable account. <sighs> also gonna also gonna look out. Also gonna look out, y'all. So we get into the uh, last scene, the last two scenes, right? Louis meets up with Buckley, the vacuum cleaner. And he tells her, like, look, I, I scoped old boy out. It's going to take a few weeks, but it can be done. But you better think about it. Because if you don't, once it's done, it's done. He also notices her ring. Talking about some congratulations, motherfuckers. <laughs> Mary women turn me up. She like Buckley. Look, vacuum cleaner. Listen, the job. <laughs> so. She tells him to do it. Ooh, it's going to be blowback. She overstepping. Then we get into the final scene. <laughs> we get into the final scene off that old school music. I can't stand the rain. We got Jerome. Guess my window. Going back to where it all started, y'all. The old neighborhood. The old house. The old white bitch. When 
Jerome looking like I'm home. <laughs> we got that original, I Can't Stay in the Rain by Ann Pebbles. Let's let that shit rock for a minute. episode was fire i enjoyed it jerome stole this episode for me and when he walked into his old neighborhood and up on his old yard it just brought back so much of that early snowfall so let's play the trailer and talk about it y'all so here is the trailer for episode eight and it's titled celebration here we go i now pronounce you husband and wife this is how we control our future. Better the devil you know, right? I want not to go to war against my own blood. I should have treated you like a partner. It's not too late. Child, Louis gonna oh God, Louis gonna be a mess. Next episode, we're gonna get the beautiful wedding, of course. And it shows her meeting up with Teddy. And then he, you know, it shows Franklin dancing with her at the wedding and apologizing like I should have treated you like a partner, but it's not too late. And she like, yes, it is. So she is just doing too much. She going behind his back, putting the hit out on Kane, which is going to be major blowback. They already said Kane is well connected. He an OG. That's going to be blowback. And then on top of that, you mean with Teddy? And it showed to, uh, Teddy putting surveillance stuff in uh, Franklin's crib. Now, it also looked like it might be a parallel dream uh, where Franklin going to be running. So who knows what that's going to be about. And it looked like uh, Louis and Jerome was talking. And he like, I ain't going to war with my own family. So <sighs> episode eight, man, it's going to be fire. I can feel it. I can feel it. All right, y'all. Let me go ahead and play a sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pie father, Joey. And let's keep it old school tonight. Let's keep it chill. Let's keep it old school. Here is my sleeper.
staple singers the ghetto man i love the staple singers <clears throat> i hope you guys enjoyed my recap tonight i will be back on next thursday with episode eight's recap remember always protect your energy at all costs the devil is busy and depression is at an all-time high so keep your head up high and remember if you fall back down get back up and try again Thank you, as always, for your support. My podcast family is so dope, and I love you guys. Thank you so much for all the love and all the support. You can always hit me up on any of those platforms, even if you just want to say what's up or give me a recap request. I'll be back on tomorrow. We'll get that Bel Air season finale out and Big Sky. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. Thank you.